0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, You will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. We have a group at Emmanuel that meets weekly for Bible study. We call them the Salty Sisters, or they call themselves the Salty Sisters, and I intended this week at their invitation to go and speak with them, because as a dedicated Bible study group, they were looking at the go- the scriptures for this Sunday, and this Sunday includes the story of Samuel that we heard in the First Testament reading, and it's a story that every priest has spent time with because it is the classic call story. I mean, priests spend time with lots of scripture, not to say that that's the only one, but this call story is so often used for clergy expressing their call. And the Bible study program that our group uses invites people to share their call. And they intended for me to come and to share my call, which I'm more than willing to do. And then of course the power went out, I had no way to contact them and found myself stuck in limbo at this time when I should have been sharing a story that I have fairly well rehearsed. Which can be a bit of a danger. I'm used to telling this story, the story of how I felt my call from God, how I became a priest. It's one you say over and over and over in the process for ordination. And especially being a person like myself who doesn't look like a traditional priest, you learn to say it over and over and over as people say, really? You're a priest or you want to be a priest? You don't look like a priest. And I'm actually somewhat grateful that the power went out and that I didn't have the chance to fall back into the rhythm of that familiar story, not that I didn't want to spend time with this group, but it caused me to reflect a bit on my story in a way that I haven't done so before. We have this story of Samuel and Eli, where Samuel enthusiastically jumps out of bed three times, here I am, here I am, here I am, with all the eagerness in the world. It reminds me a lot of myself. As I've shared time and again in this group, I felt my call to the priesthood at 15 years old. And I bet I looked a lot like Samuel. Here I am, here I am, here I am. It probably surprises no one in this community that I was strong-willed then and am strong-willed now. I was ready to work my way through the ordination process with all the eagerness and energy that I could muster. I think looking back and reflecting back on that story, there are many moments of me jumping up and saying, here I am. That's what it felt like a bit to be taken seriously at 15 when you say, I want to be a priest, but there are no priests that look like me, especially me at 15. What's interesting in the story of Samuel that sheds light on my own story is the way in which Samuel's finally able to connect with God. See, he jumps up saying, here I am, here I am, here I am, and never recognizes that as the voice of God calling him to the extent where God does not respond back. He keeps going to his master, Eli, and being sent back to bed. It is only when Samuel stops, when Samuel says, your servant is listening, that the conversation is able to move forward. I would bet a lot on the fact that as a teenager, if someone were willing to ordain me then and there, I would have said, absolutely, I am ready. I would have worked my way, steamrolled through the checklist of things to get done, of studies, of tests, of hoops to jump, because I was so utterly convinced that I knew my call and that I was ready for ordination. Now, it is true, I knew my call. I did not doubt that God called me to ministry, and I was unashamed of that fact. But there is something else we are called to do in our discernment and our lives as Christians. Something I think of as holy listening. This is not something I tend to be as good at. The sitting back and the listening to the voice of God. I am all too eager to jump up and say, here I am, let me show you all that I can do. It is much harder for me to sit back, to take in the word of God, to continue to learn and grow. In many ways, the ordination process forced this upon me. The age rest- restrictions in and of themselves that I could not be ordained till I was 24 gave me many years to sit and listen to God even though I was impatient, even though I felt it was unnecessary. Holy listening, sitting back and not jumping to action is a vital part of discernment and a vital part of Christianity. Not only to say we know and have found God, but we're willing to listen and be in a reciprocal relationship with God. To hear what the voice of God calls us to do. To hear how the Holy Spirit moves in our lives. Samuel is called to a moment of holy listening. Speak for your servant is listening. As Christians and as a church like ours, we are all too eager for action. And I love that because it reflects me and how I respond. We see a need in the world. We see a hunger, a gap a hole that we can fill and we want to jump into action. This is so often the conversation around outreach and justice work in the world. This was something we continually ran into in our conversations in the sacred ground group this past summer, where we looked at racial issues in the world and our complicity as white Christians. And we kept coming back to, I just want to know what to do. I just want to know how to act, how to fix it, how to make a difference. And the answer is not always that simple. It's not always a question of what we should do. It's not always a question of where we should put money or where we should volunteer or what organization we should uphold. But In that work of racial reconciliation, in most work around outreach and justice and looking at broken systems in our world that leave us with so many people who are in need or hunger, we are called first and foremost to holy listening, which can be uncomfortable. But God calls us to deep listening and learning, to be less sure of ourselves and our answers to all things, to open ourselves perhaps in uncomfortable ways to the ways in which we may be changed by listening, to the ways in which we may be changed by actually being in conversation with God. We do not have to be performative, improving our faith, our calling, our willingness to do good, our willingness to respond to God. Sometimes the most impactful thing that we can do is to listen. I spent yesterday uh, on Zoom for about seven hours, which is everything you would expect being on Zoom for seven hours to be. But meeting with the governing bodies of the Diocese of Olympia as we tackle the questions that our diocese is struggling with around how people of color have been treated in our diocese and the covenants around anti-racism that we hope to move forward with. And the question came up, what should we do? How do we even begin this work? And time and again, we came back to the need to listen, to share stories and to be in conversation. That it is in that place of relationship and listening to one another and of learning that so much can be accomplished and not just superficial learning, but the deep learning that is more than one day or one class. It is a lifelong commitment to hearing the voice of God in the world, in hearing the voice of God in what we are called to study and be in conversation about, to be in hard conversation about. We have, I know, been talking about these justice issues a lot. I know it is not everyone's cup of tea. And I believe we are called into deep and holy listening. We are called into being uncomfortable. We are called to see how the voice of God may surprise us. It might make us a bit itchy that we want to jump to action so swiftly that we want to move past the learning and the conversation But there is so much to learn, and there is so much to discuss. The act of holy listening can be a prayerful one. And while it's not that which I I would have chosen for myself and my discernment, as I eagerly wanted to continue to jump up and say, God, here I am, just make me a priest and I will prove to you how much energy and spunk I have for this work. in many ways this year has been a forced year of holy listening because there is no great action we can take to fix the pandemic, except wear our masks, get vaccinated and all of those things. But it is long and it is slow and it takes away and strips us of all the things in which we use to show how energized we are for God, how vibrant we are as a community, how much we are committed to our church. We are back at the very basics where conversations, even through a screen, and prayer and listening are acts that are the way in which we can most connect with God. On a global level with the issues of justice in the world, on the level of our community, in how we enact ourselves as people of faith, Amelia, go downstairs. I am teaching them holy listening too. It doesn't always work. My prayer is at this time of holy listening whether we like it or not (laughs) and trust me i don't always like it are deeply transformative and bring us into a new relationship with god i may not have wanted my discernment to be as long as it was but i've certainly learned and grown from it and every year i learn and grow from that holy listening So I invite you into that practice to say to God, here I am, speak for your servant is listening. Amen.